What are we going to do as a church? Our souls need to wake up. We need to respond to the gospel of Jesus. He said, go into the world. We don't want to deal with reality, Christian. We don't even want to deal with reality even though we've been saved from this place. I'm calling on you today in the name of Jesus to rise up to the call of God. Christ is coming back soon. If I start telling people about hell, I might just scare them off. Where are you going to scare them off to? Hell number two? People stop and think about it. If hell really exists, and it does, I didn't say that Jesus did, then don't you think people need to know about it? Can't you at least give them a fighting chance? Or are you just going to sit there and let them burn? This is Chris from Don't Let Them Burn. Welcome to our program. Remember, you can find us on DontLetThemBurn.com. You can find us on Facebook and other social media outlets. And you can also find us on podcast channels like Spreaker.com and iTunes and anywhere else. Now, we'd like you to subscribe, like, and share. Remember, sharing this is how we get you know the word out. Today, we have a special guest. We're going to be talking about stuff dealing with veterans and uh, addiction. The stuff that's going on with Big Pharma and there's just a stagnation in our country. We see veterans dying. We see them not getting, getting taken care of. And this has been a long issue. And we see President Trump trying to make a change in this area. But there are other people making a change, too. So today we're going to have our guest, Doc Bob, come on and talk with us about something very important. And if you're a veteran out there listening up, this is the show for you. And if you have no clue about what's going on here, then you need to listen up too. Hey Doc, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, Chris? Doing great. I guess we could just start off with getting into your life, how you came to Christ, and then we can move on into your military experience. Okay. Well, my entire life I was raised Lutheran back in Chicago. And when things went south with the law enforcement there and political corruption, uh, I didn't find any help in the church didn't find any help in the community and I walked away from God which has been a struggle with me ever since uh, we moved to Las Vegas couldn't find a church here that was worth anything until I found Sunrise Baptist and Pastor Billy uh, most of the churches that people were recommending were these mega churches that only help themselves get wealthier and don't help the community at all uh, they like rock concerts. They have good time. They make money with their concerts, but that's about it. I didn't have any use for them. Got you. Uh, all of us have our journeys. If, if, if people, if you ever heard my testimony, you know my journey was ups and down, backslidden and all. And so, so when was the time that you uh, you say you, you came to Sunrise? But when was the time you actually came back to Christ um, after your ups and downs? Uh, Two thousand and ten. My sons became addicted to drugs. And I basically begged for help from God because I tried everything. I tried rehab. I tried using my influence with the law to help them. Nothing I did would work. And finally, they both left Nevada and got help in different states from the courts, which was very unusual. They actually honored their words. Uh, the boys did great. They're doing great. And they're both healthy, happy, and clean and sober. Praise. Which is really good. Praise Pray, the Lord. Praise God for that. And I know a lot of you out there have been addicted to this substance or that substance. And um, we all have our hang-ups. 
Um, and we're going to get into all that in a minute. But first, I want you to go into a bit of your military experience so people know exactly that you're the real deal and um, where you're coming from. Well, 1972, I enlisted after leaving high school and did the four years that you're supposed to do when you sign up. It was pretty uneventful. Uh, it was right after Vietnam. I am 65 and did contract work, worked with law enforcement as undercover, uh, did some things in other countries that I can't talk about. And then uh, in 2014, when Kurdistan was attacked by ISIS, a bunch of the people that I was there with got together and we went over there and fought ISIS and helped Father Jens create an orphanage for the refugee children, mostly Christian, uh, Yazidis, and Kurdish. And uh, that was about it over there. I mean, it's been a great experience with the Kurds because they're amazing people. And a lot of the guys that I was with over there are amazing men who are also part of the new group to uh, fight PTSD, fight the addictions, and the demons that we all have when we go to combat and see the carnage that we are participating in. It sometimes gets into our head at times that it shouldn't, and we have a hard time fighting it. Uh, the addiction doesn't help, so the new organization is called The Bridge, and we're going to try to bridge that gap from combat veteran to civilian to healthy American citizen. And we're going to look go through the hormonal pr process to see where the hormones are at in the body and get that back to the way God made us and have to wean ourselves from the medication. Hyperbaric chambers, uh, more natural medication instead of uh, big pharma medication, which is just, it's killing 22 veterans every day and thousands of civilians every day just because the doctor said. Right. and. You know, sometimes the mainstream media, sometimes <laughs> they don't make it, make it seem like the opiate crisis is that a crisis, you know, and sometimes they do say the right things. But at the same time, they don't put pressure on big pharma, which they should. It's all about the money. Uh, if you if you follow the money, big pharma's paying the media and the Democrats are paying the media to keep this all hush hush. Uh, just 22 veterans a day, that's more than too many. Mm -hmm. uh, the civilian is, is worse. When I was going through my withdrawals from the morphine pump, the doctors in the ER said that there was nothing that they could do to help me. And they recommended that I go to a methadone clinic. So I did. I went to the methadone clinic the next time that the withdrawals got so bad I couldn't even control it with medication. Mm. They told me that they had one morphine pump prior the 25 years that the place had been in business and that man hung himself so i didn't want to check in there that was not a good option for me but they did recommend that i start taking kratom which is a natural opiate i believe yes which helps you withdraw from big pharma's opiate naturally stopped my seizures stopped my profound sweating uh pissing out of my rear uh vomiting until i bled it actually worked. So I thought that was a pretty good idea to introduct or introduce into the process that we are going to do with the bridge. Okay, so the thing is, uh, you know, is there's so much going on in this conversation right now because the DEA is trying to 
basically make kratom illegal. And it's a natural substance uh, from the coffee family. And it's not something that you can get addicted to. If you try to use kratom for addiction, <laughs> you will throw up. Your body will reject it. So you can't overdose. Um, and it's helping a lot, I would say millions of people uh, around the United States and probably other places. But you know, as far as America, the DEA is really trying to make it a schedule one drug. And um, this is being fought left and right. And every year they try to stop. Why? Because big farmers losing money and people are actually being helped. And you could, you could tell more of that story. Well, that's true. Uh, big pharma is the big problem. Uh, until we hold them accountable and cause force our legislators to hold them accountable, they're going to continue to win this fight and continue to addict constantly more and more people that have been in combat, civilians that have been in motor vehicle accidents. I've worked 17 years for a local attorney in motor vehicle accident investigation, and inevitably, everyone becomes addicted to the opiate. They have OIC, which is opiate-induced constipation which is really how Elvis Presley died, not from the pills themselves, but from the toxins inside of his bowels that he just couldn't fight anymore. And he died on the toilet trying to push that stuff out. Mm. His autopsy showed he had more mold in him than, I can't remember the exact amount, but a lot of mold inside of him from not being able to pass his stool. Wow, it is a crisis. And well, you know, the Bible talks about a time where and this is in Revelation, this is in the, the tribulation period, about a time where people will not give up their drug abuse and this, that, and the other. But here we are, we, we're, in a, we're in a society that's uh, basically drugged all the time, whether it's children, veterans, you name it, cancer patients, we're all on some sort of prescription drug. And that's a huge problem, but just imagine what it'll be like you know, there's all sorts of drugs out there coming out, you know, Flocka and all this other stuff, stuff coming from China. But to digress a little bit, we're talking about stuff that um, it seems that people need without giving an alternative. Talk about that, please. Well, there is alternatives. Again, the Kratom. There is CBD oil that I've been introduced to by a, uh, an outstanding massage therapist down in Phoenix. Uh, I, I'm real anti-drugs and I was fighting it every step of the way and she actually rubbed my back with it with me not knowing and then she asked me how my back felt and I said you did an amazing job today she said well I used the CBD oil and that's why you're feeling as good as you are right now uh, I then went to get and did the uh, drops under my tongue that helped I use it to sleep because going through the withdrawals I cannot sleep. I, for the last six months, it's been three and four hours a night at the most. Sometimes, no, not any hours of sleep. So I use their melatonin along with their CBD, and I do get a little bit more sleep. At least I get to go to sleep. Uh, the product is good. The, uh, the, the family of CBD makes so much more sense to me than it did when I was anti-drugs because it does work versus the opiates and which a lot of you know a lot of people do is because they went to the doctor and the doctor said and that's going to be part of my new book too is the doctor said that these pills would work well yeah they tell you that in the military this pill will help you complete your mission when you come back this pill will help you go to sleep 
when you you got a little bit of pain, this pain, this pill will take care of the pain. So by the time you come back, you're addicted to 12 pills that you're taking twice a day. Mm. And you know, you, you get domestic violence, you get alcoholism, you get suicidal, you get abusive. Uh, the drugs are all up and down in your brain and your receptors are just not able to accept them anymore. Mm. And your body's rejecting them. You have to find a way to clean your body back to the way God made us. That's why we're gonna go with the hormonal balance. You can draw blood, find out where your hormones are at, get them where the God made them, and work from there. That's the only way, the only way it's gonna work. And before we go on and in, in deeper into the subject, um, how can people reach you um, or whether by phone or internet? Currently, our website is not completed. We are building it according to law because we're going to be a 5013C. So if anyone needs to get a hold of me, it's docbobblv at gmail.com. And then when it, everything gets released and anybody that has contacted me, I will give you our phone con connections and our new website connections and we will have people manning those 24 hours seven days a week all right so tell us about what happened to you recently um the, the place you found yourself as a christian um just just run that down for us and uh stretch it out a little bit if you can six and a half months ago the doctors and i agreed that this morphine pump that i have inside of me needed to come out they don't have a protocol for that. They don't know how to do it. The company that makes the pump says, hey, there is no protocol. Most people die with them in. Where I responded was most people die because of them. So I went ahead and de decided it needed to come out. It was destroying my organs. So what I did was at six and a half months ago, they started weaning me off of it month and a half ago to two months ago, they actually turned it completely off. The withdrawals while they were weaning me were bad, but when they turned it off and there was absolutely no morphine, the withdrawals were so bad that there was no sleep for a solid five days, almost seven days actually. And when you don't sleep, you're sleep deprived, you go to a real dark place and the withdrawals don't help. The medications are in your receptors and your receptors are begging you for those drugs. And if you don't have them, then the ghosts and the demons come out. The things that you see when you're in combat, the things that you see back in the States, all of that comes to a surface and you start to fight those visions. You don't want to see those things because you've buried them in your subconscious. And now that the receptors are being, the joy is returning. They don't want to see that. The joy doesn't want to see that. Your numbed brain and receptors, they're okay with it because they're numb. So your body starts rejecting your decision to withdraw from those drugs. You start diarrhea so profound that it's, it's ridiculous. You throw up until you're bleeding. You, uh, you can have six blankets on you with the heater on in the room and still be ice cold sweating. Uh, you, throw the blankets off because now you're cold or you're hot and now you get cold because you're sweat. It's the most miserable time in your life you'll ever have. So anyone that decides to do this, you got to understand it's not going to be easy, but you cannot do it alone. Not only can you not do it alone 
physically, you have to have somebody with you. You have to stay hydrated or you're going to get OIC, which is opiate-induced constipation, which will make you even sicker than the withdrawals themselves. You will find yourself in the hospital. You have to be with somebody so you don't do something stupid like I almost did. Uh, I had a friend call. I ignored her call. Uh, she texted me and told me not to ignore her call. She called back and I picked it up. At the same time, I was picking up my 40 caliber Smith & Wesson to put a bullet in my eye. I was done. And she convinced me that that probably wasn't the best solution. And I unloaded the weapon, dropped the mag, and put the weapon away. A lot of people out there don't realize or don't think that Christians go through this type of pain uh, or thoughts or, and stuff. Yes, we have faith in Jesus Christ. And yes, he is the ultimate one to look forward to um, in the coming future and now. But we are going to suffer in this world regardless. Yeah, there's no doubt we're going to suffer. And, it, and I'd rather suffer clean and sober than addicted to something and not be able to function when the time comes to function. And that time is coming. So my recommendation is go to the cross if you're not there yet and ask to be accepted into the arms of God before you're accepted into the arms of God face down in a casket. You don't know me, most of you don't, but I don't ever talk about doing suicide, never. I've always dropped to my knees and asked God for help if I got weak. I begged God for help and it wasn't coming and it wasn't coming fast enough. But then I got to remember, it's God's bus and he's driving it. I got to give him the keys back and I have got to trust in my faith, which I did during this whole duration of this withdrawal, that things were going to get better. And it gotten so good that we're building this new organization, this, the bridge. The Calling All Angels that I used to be affiliated with is still strong and running in Kurdistan with the adoptions of orphanage or orphans that are in the orphanage. Things are going better. May not have been at my pace, but like I said, God's got this. Amen. Amen. And, and the good thing is that you're still here to help people. And, you know, that's, that's, that's what this ministry is about. Don't let them burn. That means it's a double meaning. And one is don't burn if you're not a Christian. And don't let them burn. Don't let people just go to the wayside. We, we need, we're here, Christ has put us here to help others get into the kingdom and help them like the fatherless and the widows, like it says in the Bible. And um, it's a good thing that you, you're starting here. And um, I hope this is helping everybody out there to, to understand what's going on, whether you, you know about it or not. And um, so we talked about uh, the withdrawals. Um, there are, can I interrupt? There, mm -hmm. there are signs with, with when you're going through withdrawals. Mm -hmm. And, and there are signs when you have become so addicted that you need to get off of the medication that you are on, or even heroin, if you're doing heroin. You need to, you need, the people around you need to know the signs. We are now working with a scientist and a psychologist that is going to explain to us more about those signs so we can convey that to anyone that listens to us or reads about us. Mm -hmm. There are six. But until I understand them better, I don't want to comment on them. I know there are six signs. Mm -hmm. One that I can comment on, as you saw in my video that I did, mm -hmm. we lie to everybody. We say everything's okay. But we do it in a hyper uh, voice. 
yeah, I'm good. Yeah, nothing's wrong. We'll mm. talk again soon. Well, when somebody tells you that, they are not expecting to see you again. They are mm. expecting to end their life. So if you remember that one alone, that one's the major sign. That's the one where they have reached the end of their rope. And you have to, you have to understand that. And you gotta, you gotta interject yourself. You gotta go get them a coffee or you, you just gotta be with them until they get past that point. Because it's highs and lows going through the withdrawals. It's highs and lows when you're on the drug itself. So once you realize that you're their only hope mm. or your friends are your only hope and God is with you, embrace that. Embrace your friends, embrace God, and everything's gonna be okay. It may not be as quick as you want it to be, but it will be. Regarding the withdrawals, don't do it alone. I tried it, it's not safe. Number one, it's not healthy. Number two, find a good doctor. Find a good nurse practitioner or a physician's assistant that can help you with the withdrawals. Yeah, you're gonna to have to take a little bit of medication to calm your heart rate, uh, get your breathing right, slow down the diarrhea, but be patient. Be patient. Drop to your knees. Ask God to help you through it. He will be there with you, but he ain't going to make it easy because if he made it easy, you probably go back to the drugs because that's the easiest way to do it is to go back to the drugs and just go along status quo. You'll never amount to nothing. You'll never have anything. And more than likely, eventually, you'll take your own life or somebody else's because you'll be so high driving, you'll have an accident and, and accidentally kill somebody. So don't do it alone. Yes. Amen. Amen. Um, tell us about Adderall and what is how it's used in the military. Well, Adderall is used to enhance our brains and make us more focused. So when we go on missions, we can complete the missions. We're, we're tired. We're fatigued. Our hormones are all out of kilter. So we're running on empty and the Adderall gets us through where we remain focused. And a lot of times the problem is we stay on the Adderall when we get out of the military because it does enhance us. It makes us to understand things a lot better. It helps us to drive from say Wyoming to Nevada. Uh, it gives us false energy. It gives us false alertness. But then you're addicted to that. You're either addicted to the downers or you're addicted to the uppers and you don't know where your body is at. Mm. That's interesting. Um, because I, you know, my my perception of um, the military isn't that. I mean, I know that drugs are used in certain situations. I'm not, you know, naive to that. But I wouldn't think it would be so in such a in such a case where you, you kind of like needed to focus and and all these things. Um, well, think about it. When you mm. don't get enough rest, mm. your hormones are going right. Your thyroid is going. Your testosterone's going. Your pituitary's dripped out. Mm. You're done. Your 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 body is done. It's telling you, I'm done. Yeah. Well, you're out there on a mission. You can't say I'm done. I quit. Right. You're in a combat zone. You gotta pop one of them and keep on trucking. Well, I'm not sure how many branches of the military that you're. Uh, you know, affiliated with or used to be affiliated with, but you think this would run through, say, Navy SEALs or? Without throwing everybody under the bus, yeah, I would say that. Okay. So tell us more about the organization. Uh, give us some uh, some more in-depth 
um, I guess, illustration of what it's here to do and what are your plans for the future? What we want to do with the bridge is we want to have a natural way for anybody coming out of combat or anyone that's suffering from PTSD from past combats or whatever, injuries. So we're trying to get enough funding to put houses within 20 to 25 miles that will house at least 10 people. And if you have an addiction and you're at, at the VA and your medications are wearing off and you can't get them renewed, that's a real good time for you to come to us and we'll get you the help that you need to detox. We'll get you re-educated. We'll get you on a path through Christ. Uh, it's, it's the only way to, to continue down the road of being on medications. It's a one-way street and it's always gonna end bad. So if you're at the VA for two hours and you need help, give us a call. We'll either have you Ubered to the house or we'll come and pick you up. We'll get you in hyperbaric chambers to start to detox you slowly. The VA pays for up to 20, so that'll help. Uh, we will do the blood draw for the hormones. We will send that to our doctors. Our doctors will recommend what hormone replacement you'll need, and then we'll move on forward from there. If you need education, we'll get with the VA representatives to get you into education. If you haven't burned through your VA uh, money for education, we will help you with that. Uh, in any way, shape, or form that you need help, re-education or anything, we're going to be there for you. Outside of that, what would you say to other um, veterans that are out there that you haven't said thus far in this program? If you're a veteran and you're okay and you're not on medication and you're not addicted, but you know friends that are, remember the bridge. We're going to be there. Be a part of it. Volunteer. Step up. Bring your friends in that need help. We'll help them. My number two that's part of this, and myself, we've been down this road. The addiction, the withdrawals, the dope sick, uh, the suicide. We've both been there. Uh, there's six on the board right now, and every one of us have had our ghosts and our times. We've had our health scares. Uh, several of us have had cancer. Uh, one is facing cancer surgery on the 26th of this month, and hopefully she'll get through that okay, and she'll be on board and, and working with everybody, and we'll move forward from there. Okay. Well, uh, I just want to say it's a good thing that she's starting here, and um, I hope to see all the progress and, um, you know, however long it takes, I guess. How, how long do you think everything's going to take to go up? Our business plan is five years. But with the support that we're getting already from some of the community, I think we're going to be able to get it done in two and a half years. Okay. All right. So hey, thanks for joining us. And um, is there anything else that you would like to say before we end? Uh, actually, I do. Mm. I want you to, when you see a veteran, thank them. 3% of us go to fight for this whole country. When I see people burning our flag, and putting up the Mexican flag in place of our flag, that's upsetting. We need to defend our flag here on our own soil. To allow other people to abuse our flag and abuse our country, that's wrong. And all of us need to step up, not just veterans, all of us, and be patriotic for the country that God has given us the grace to live in. I've been to other places. They're not nice. They're not a good place to live. 
the people there suffer, we don't suffer. Step up and love your country, love your God, and be happy. Be happy and thankful that this is the country that you live in. Yes, we need to be patriotic and put God first and, you know, stand up for our country and our republic. This is not, you know, like he said, there's, there's other places in the world you can go ahead and go and try to move there, but you're going to see that it's not the same. Uh, no matter what, you can go move to Africa or Europe or, you know, South America. It's not the same. And we have a unique set of freedoms here. We could talk uh, against the government, for the government, whatever. It's not like that everywhere else. And with all of the, the censoring going on right now with social media, we see where it could come to, where they could just shut you off with the tech. I expect that some of this might be censored on Facebook because, I mean, they're, they're doing it all the time on Facebook mm -hmm. and Twitter. And if it's about the military or if it's about big pharma, mm -hmm. they have a tendency to just kind of silence us. Money, money, money. It's exactly the that. The love of money is the root to all kinds of evil. Yes, sir. There we have it. That's it. So we want to thank you for joining us. And remember out there, reach people with the gospel and don't let them burn. Amen. I want you to think of a time when you had control over your mind. Now think of a time when you let anything into your subconscious. Have we been led to a critical junction by unseen forces? What does this mean for the future of mankind? What have you been trained to believe about UFOs and aliens? Have you been deceived? Are you waiting for something to show up? In this groundbreaking documentary film, the veil will be lifted, your eyes will be open, as the truth is exposed like never before. We are not alone, but they are not what you think. Disclosure is near, so what will be the event? The one event that will fool the global population in the last days? Find out soon, as we uncover the alien deception. Entertainment Frontlines. If you like our videos, don't forget to hit the subscribe button and the notification bell to get all our frequent updates.